0: Welcome to channel KRT. In the words of Doja Cat, Moo.
1: I'm Tyler Green, and I gotta say, I did not see this episode coming. I tried.
2: (laughs) I'm Kitty Quinn, and, uh, what the fuck was that? So, uh, we got a lot to unpack this episode, but before we do, we should probably give a shout out to our new Facebook page and our new Instagram page, and uh, which you can find over at channel KRT for both, and then you can also find us over at Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts now.
1: All right, we are finally making our way around the interwebs, you guys. I'm sure people still say that.
2: Oh boy, we're a real podcast! <laughs> <laughs> Channel KRT the flamethrower. Channel KRT the breakfast cereal. Channel KRT the cow experiment.
1: <laughs> You've heard of crab experiments. Now get ready for cow experiments. Dun dun dun.
2: I know nothing about crab experiments and I will not stand for such unfounded allegations. I was not on a podcast a couple of weeks ago, I swear. <laughs>
0: Just gonna throw this out there. If you're a millennial or general Zer with a really weird fetish who grew up in the 2000s, it's this show's fault.
1: <laughs> DeviantArt, this episode's for you. So, Randy, since this is your episode, we'll let you uh, spoil the topic for today.
0: We are gonna be looking at the Season 2, Episode 2 Halloween special of That So Raven, titled Don't Have a Cow.
1: Halloween comes early, y'all. I got my costume on right now. I am a depressed general Zer in an All That t-shirt. And my costume is an e-girl. <laughs> I'm a big nerd who's just sitting at home
2: surrounded by garbage.
1: <laughs> okay, so you guys want to talk about uh, our relationship with the show?
0: Uh, yeah. Do you want to go first, Randy? Uh, sure. By the way, I forgot to introduce myself. My name is Randy Martin. <laughs> anyway. um, So I was like beyond obsessed with this show as a kid. I think I actually had a crush on Raven Simone, but I didn't know I was gay at the time.
1: Valid. And it just.
0: And now it's made even better by the fact that she herself is gay. So.
2: Yeah, whenever she's shown crushing on a boy in the show, I'm just like, this is why she's the best Disney Channel actress, because she was basically the Neil Patrick Harris of Disney Channel, where she just played. The living fuck and a straight <laughs> characters and was like secretly gay as fuck on the inside. <laughs>
0: Raven Simone ran so Neil Patrick Harris could walk. When are Raven and
2: Chelsea gonna make out already?
1: Yeah, give it. Give us what the fans really want. Okay.
0: So yeah, I was just beyond obsessed with Raven as a whole. This show was was my life pretty much for. A solid portion of the 2000s.
2: So this is actually going to be kind of a weird confession, given that I was a preteen in the early 2000s, but I actually didn't really watch a lot of DCOMs growing up, so there was
0: actually only- You are a traitor to millennials and shall be crucified.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Kitty, you're fired.
0: Yeah,
2: (laughs) but I don't work here.
0: Do you want to get a job
2: here? Yes. (laughs) You're fired. (laughs) But anyway, um, so yeah, it's like I knew a lot of the shows, like I'd watch like very specific episodes. So I'd have like a lot of certain episodes stand out in my mind. But there wasn't really any that I'd watch religiously unless it was animated. So like if it was like Kim Possible or The Proud Family or Phineas and Ferb when that began, I'd watch it. But I was much more of a Cartoon Network kid and Nickelodeon kid because I was all... I'll only watch it if it's animated. (laughs) But (laughs) so I guess I was the reverse Disney these days. (laughs) But there were two shows that I did kind of watch religiously. First one was Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, which is. Yes. Yes, that's a classic in its own right. And I feel
1: like now's a good time to uh, proclaim my crush. Uh, (laughs) So I had a huge crush on Ashley Tisdale. Yes. For one point in my life.
2: Oh my gosh. That has nothing to do with the
1: topic at hand, but it it needed to be stated.
2: I was so gay for Ashley Tisdale and Brenda Song. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I didn't even know I
0: was gay. I was just obsessed with these Disney Channel women. And I thought I just really, 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 wanted to be best friends with them so fucking hard.
2: (laughs) You know, my awakening, even though I don't actually remember most of Lizzie McGuire, I remember renting the tapes and being like, I'm just really into Hillary Duff. I don't know. She's really pretty. <laughs> She's really... Oh my God, I'm oh gay. Oh God.
1: <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, I definitely had a crush on Hillary Duff. Uh, Ashley Tisdale has mentioned the sister from *Phil of the Future*. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I had a. Uh, I also had a really, really big crush on Bella Thorne when *Shake It Up* was a thing. We don't like to talk about that.
0: Yeah, the sister from *Phil of the Future* was a bad bitch.
1: <laughs> She's a hardcore leftist now, too. Sweet. <laughs> so more reason I fucking to...
2: knew. I fucking knew Pim <laughs> was a leftist. <laughs> anyway, and then the other big one for me was That's So Raven. Like, this show I actually remember basically almost every episode of. I remember, like, so many of the different plot points. And then Raven was kind of the first time I realized, oh, hey, actresses are a thing. And very pretty actresses at that. <laughs> yeah, she was kind of the Eddie Murphy of Disney Channel when you think about it, Along side being the Neil Patrick Harris
1: and uh, and Lucy especially since I do an I love Lucy parody in one of the uh, later episodes that will most likely cover at some point
2: oh god yes <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Breaking news, raven Simone has been hospitalized for severe back pain for carrying the Disney Channel for about 15 years.
2: (laughs) And not to mention, it's kind of fascinating, not that it was any of the actresses' fault, of course, that they eventually started falling into, like, hard lives or anything. I noticed that she came out pretty intact overall, like, she didn't suffer any issues in her real life. She mostly seemed to have a pretty normal life as far as it goes, and she seemed to have a pretty thriving career up to, even up to now. As, as far as I know, she did say, like, a few controversial things on, like, The View
0: or whatever, but yeah. it seems like she's kind of grown past that, so...
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. She seems like she's much more in. Plus, I kind of chalked that up to her also kind of figuring herself out when she was coming out, so she was probably saying a few ignorant things, but, you know, she seems to be all right for the most part.
1: I mean, obviously we don't condone it, but...
2: Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Breaking news. When people challenge your opinion, sometimes... You can change
2: your mind.
1: Gasp!
2: Yeah, basically, at least she didn't age as poorly as a guy she used to work with, Cosby.
1: (laughs) Ah, yeah, and there's a... (laughs) I I pointed this out in a text to you guys. There's a really weird Cosby show joke in another Raven episode I watched. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It, it, It came off as meta, but then... Yeah.
2: I guess it was kind of a commentary for at the time, like she was like a child actor on the Cosby show. But, but, and then there was also another episode where she sneaks into her boyfriend's dad's wedding to prevent him from moving away. And then there's a fucking part where she has to sneak in dressed as the bride. And then she fucking is like, I'm in love with your son. Oh, that's right. I'm only 15. And then it's a blink and you'll miss it moment. Someone in the crowd says, is this guy our Kelly?
1: You. No,
2: you can't. I love your son.
0: Oh no, you don't understand. I'm only
1: 15. <laughs> so that's topical. They they knew.
2: Oh. They
1: totally they totally fucking knew.
2: It's basically like how 30 Rock was making Cosby and Weinstein jokes. It's like they had a clue. <laughs> Oh, but anyway, what about your relationship with
1: the show? So, yeah, like a lot of kids, I was a very, very, very strong Disney Channel kid, but it took me some time to actually warm up to the idea of That's So Raven because I was like a dumb seven-year-old kid who thought, oh, yeah, this is a show for girls. I'm not going to watch it. (laughs) It's not for me. But then I actually sat down and watched an episode, and it was all history from there. Like you said, Kitty, I have been watching this show for like the past few days nonstop. And it's insane how much I remember from the show. I remember so many specific plot points and jokes that have just been locked inside of my brain and just, like, recently popped out. And I also watched a little bit of Raven's Home 2, the spinoff. It's pretty good. Um, There's a lot of decent jokes that land pretty well, and... Uh, Raven still slips into the role very well. It's, it's like they never really stopped.
2: Yeah, I actually watched an episode or two of Raven's Home and it's a massive improvement over something like, say, Fuller House. Like, it actually knows how to keep to the heart of the original show while also updating itself a bit. The child actors are actually pretty decent. And overall, it actually seems to have an idea of what it wants to be instead of trying to be like, no, we want to be a full House sequel. No, we just, no, we want to be, it's now the girls story no we gotta but anyway <laughs> hi we're Fuller house
0: we did this in the other show we're gonna do it again remember when we did this in the old show we're doing it again here's a sex joke because we're older now did you get it yet we're the old show we're the old show <laughs> it's the <laughs> lion
2: king 19 of sitcoms i swear
0: <laughs> oh to elaborate on what you said tyler i guess technically that's so raven is a show for girls just not straight ones
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> at least at least with raven's home you can watch that show completely blind without having watched that's so raven and you still get the gist of it yeah and you can still enjoy it for what it's worth
2: mm-hmm.
0: i still need to check out raven's home so far i've only seen one episode i just haven't had a lot of time to watch a lot of tv shows but so far from what i've seen from the one from the pilot i saw It looks really good. Like, it it sticks to the heart of the old show, but without, you know, being like, hey, remember when we did this in the old show? We're doing this in the old show. Nostalgia! Nostalgia! Let us capitalize on your nostalgia! No, it does its own thing.
1: (laughs) At least when Raven's Home does fan service, they don't, like bop you over the head with it like oh, having yeah. like say Corey show up like every other episode or whatever
0: in fuller house i remember they literally just copy pasted the episode where stephanie drives the car into the kitchen oh yeah they i just heard po- about that they just copy pasted it it was the same episode from the old
2: show that's not how you do a reboot, guys. One of the episodes of Raven's Home I was watching was the one where where Victor comes back for, for the day and like oh, helps yeah, out Raven right. with things. It's like, oh, wow. It's like you can have original cast members show up again without forcing them in every fucking episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's worth noting, too, real quick, that uh, Rondell Sheridan, the actor who plays Victor Baxter, has shown up in all three that's so Raven-related shows. Corey in the House. Oh my god. Raven's Home. <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say here is that Victor Baxter is the Nick Fury of the Ravenverse.
2: <laughs> or the Stan Lee.
0: <laughs> I just gotta say this about Victor Baxter or, or Rondell Sheridan. He literally just looks like a black version of my dad. Like, he's a carbon copy, look-wise. <laughs> he's just a different race. Like I'm not even I'm not even joking. He looks exactly like him if my dad were black.
1: <laughs> One more thing I got to get out too. He's the only actor I can think of who's played a dad on both a Nick show and a Disney Channel show. Yeah, because he was the dad in uh, Cousin Skeeter as well.
2: <laughs> Raven's Home is gonna get canceled when they introduce a puppet character, but they can't get the green slime out of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite fucking pieces of trivia ever. It's like, oh, we can't just make a new puppet. Cancel the show. (laughs) I wonder if that happened to Crash and Bernstein. (laughs) We'll cover that someday. But anyway...
1: Okay, but yeah, Love Ravens Home, Love Cory in the House. I love all those shows.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it surprisingly holds up overall. It's just it's a really solid premise and it actually allows for some decent creativity. Some of the plots are still a little cliche at times, but it's but it's massively leveled by not only the supernatural elements, but by also Raven just having some of the best comedic timing on the channel, like
1: Yeah, really. She she does. Like a lot of these actors on the Disney Channel now, they just kinda like phone it in. But, like, Raven goes all out on these shows. Oh,
2: God, yes.
1: (laughs) Like, every episode that she does, she's like a a queen of slapstick. They knew exactly what they were doing when they cast her.
0: (laughs) As far as I'm concerned, the Baxter trilogy outshines all three Star Wars trilogies (laughs) and the Indiana Jones trilogy. It outshines all of them.
2: Also, the entire That's So Raven franchise has lasted twice as long as the Confederacy. Our new segment, Did
0: This Show Last Longer Than the Confederacy? It will be yes 90% of the time.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And even when it isn't, we're still going to insist it's still more culturally relevant, but anyway.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So if you can't tell, we're stalling at this point because the episode in question is a serious... it's, It's a doozy. Randy, I'll let you take it from here.
0: So the plot of this episode surrounds Raven and Chelsea being pretty salty that they didn't get invited to the school bully's Halloween party. And they basically make a wish spell and everything, and the wish goes owry. and the main plot point is that they go through a slow, (laughs) drawn-out transformation into cows
2: <laughs> because of a mishap that chelsea decides to start wearing an anti-cow pin so then whoops the noodle <laughs> it falls in and then though i'm still so confused because it's a pin that has a cow crossed out so wouldn't that just make them not cows like wouldn't that give them like an instruction don't be anything a cow don't have a cow <laughs> down with cows down with cows down with cows
1: this, this show's been pushing a whole anti-Chick-fil-A agenda, and frankly, good for them.
2: Bart Simpson was behind this episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, we should probably get into the episode itself. Uh, it starts with Raven and Chelsea spotting Eddie with an invitation to the school bullies' Halloween party, her name being Alana. And the Raven elaborates, Alana has hated me since the fourth grade.
2: Why? <laughs> it's because of some bullshit reason that, like, apparently Raven got cast as a tooth fairy in a play they did, and Alana ended up getting cast as Tooth Decay, which, look, if you're in high school at that point, you gotta be fucking over that, so... <laughs> And fun fact, I was shocked to find this out, but apparently Alana is played by one of the cheetah girls. Oh, yeah, that so was I like, guess it was. A, yeah,
1: I remember finding that uh, out in like middle school and like my mind was just blown.
2: A proto cheetah girls. And then her best friend Muffy, who, by the way, I buy way more as the popular girl than Alana. But so Muffy is played by, she's credited as Ashley Drain, but she's actually Ashley Eckstein, aka Ahsoka fucking Tano what? from Star Wars The Clone. Holy oh my shit. god. So this predated <laughs> Disney buying Lucasfilm, I guess.
0: So it predated the Cheetah Girls. It predated Disney buying Star Wars. <laughs> That's so Raven is like the frickin' Bible.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this episode technically does predict the Simpsons joining the Disney family as well, so...
2: And then, like, that's not even to mention, Takea Crystal Kema. Uh, sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong, um, who was on li- In Living Color. It's, <laughs> there was a lot of fucking talent on this show. Holy shit. <laughs> it was the cinematic universe of its day. <laughs> like,
1: it's not, it's not, uh, it's not an ensemble cast by any means, but, like, everybody brings their all into each of the roles and it, like, really blends together well.
2: Yeah. Speaking of things that actually make sense, you know, I actually buy that Raven's a fashion designer in this show because her fashion actually isn't atrocious like most <laughs> Disney Channel sitcoms. Oh, yeah. This is are.
1: a this episode came out in 2003, 2000, 2004, and somewhere
0: like around that time 2004-ish, I want to say.
1: And trust me, it, it shows.
0: The year 2004 uh, was a dark time for fashion, and this show manages to shine a light through that.
2: <laughs> oh man but i do not buy that Alana's the popular girl because when i look at how she and muffy dress i'm just like these girls clearly got rejected from both the anime club and the christian club <laughs> like what's her fucking hair it's like she has like a scrunchie in it a bunch of butterfly clips a bunch of pigtails it's It's funny you should say that because
0: now i desperately want alana to say don't fuck with me i have the power of god and anime on my side
1: (laughs) (laughs) well played never change never change randy (laughs) okay guys i want to point something out real quick some a little interesting bit of trivia does the school set look familiar to you guys by any chance?
0: Gee, now that you mention it, it does. Tell us why it looks familiar, <laughs> Tyler.
1: Well, that's because it's the school set from Saved by the Bell.
0: What? That's right, yeah. folks.
1: <laughs> it, it is. Just, it's just got some cosmetic changes, but it's the same set, I swear to God.
0: <laughs> Holy shit.
1: And do you guys know what the name of the school is on this show?
0: Uh, oh, I, I'm
2: blanking. <laughs>
1: Bayside. Hi, baby.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> my god. They knew what they were fucking doing. <laughs> you know, I you know, it's kind of funny that the show takes place in San Francisco because I mean, I know I'm questioning the logic of a show where a girl has psychic abilities, but how does a chef and a law student How are they able to afford living in San Francisco with two grown children in the early 2000s? The same way a talk show host, a comedian,
0: and a failed rock star are able to afford a three-story home in San Francisco and raise five children.
2: I mean, to be fair, they're probably paying rent, and it was probably predicting how roommates are often crowded in the future, but but I digress. (laughs) I,
0: I mean, it does imply that Victor not only owns his own restaurant, He's basically a professional chef, and it's an extremely successful restaurant, so...
2: Okay, that's fair. I
0: can kind of buy them affording a San Francisco house.
1: (laughs) Okay, two things. First off, this show really is the anti-full house. And number two, in this house, we stan Victor Baxter, okay? Yes!
2: Yes. (laughs) He's a good dad. He is a good fucking dad, and we stan He
1: is a king. Yes! (laughs)
2: Oh, the fact that he wanted to cancel for his daughter when he found out she wasn't invited. It was so sweet. I was like, yes, we stand.
0: (laughs) The Virgin Danny Tanner versus the Chad Victor Baxter.
1: We just need a handshake meme with Uncle Phil and Victor Baxter and it's just them being the best TV dads.
2: Yes. (laughs) Yes. Basically, San Francisco gave us both Scott Lang and Victor Baxter, so I guess if you want a great dad character, you go to San Francisco.
0: (laughs) Unless it's Danny Tanner. Fuck
2: him.
1: (laughs) Danny Tanner gets the guillotine.
2: Yay. (laughs) Danny Tanner gets canceled. (laughs) So, yeah, continuing the
0: episode, um, Raven and Chelsea are salty. They didn't get invited to a party hosted by someone they hate.
1: (laughs) Oh, there's also this weird joke because Eddie's carrying uh, an invitation and it comes in like a a handheld pumpkin that kind of looks like a purse and they're like, "Oh, Eddie, it's cool that you're rocking a man purse now."
2: Ha ha
0: ha.
1: It's funny cuz girl stuff.
0: Oh, <laughs> early 2000s. You
2: aged horribly. <laughs> yeah. Also, I just noticed that Eddie was saying, "Hey, are you guys low I I forgot what how exactly the line went, but Eddie said something where he called them like locals and I was just like, "When's he going to bring up stand culture?" <laughs> This show predicted Twitter.
0: Wow, I can't believe Eddie's a K-pop stan.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Apparently the reason he only gets invited to the party is because Loka has a thing for him, and Loka is supposed to be, like, this tough girl who basically just, like, hits him all the time. Which, yeah.
0: Physical intimidation is funny.
2: Yeah. Oh,
1: 2003. Go out with
0: me
2: or I'll actually kill you. But anyway, so yeah, and then it cuts to like them at the chill grill, just trying to talk and figure out, okay, what do we do to go to this party and get revenge on Alana? And then at one point, Victor gives them their burgers, and then Chelsea's eating it, and then suddenly she realizes that she's eating a meat burger instead of a veggie burger, so she freaks out.
1: And she's enjoying it too, at first, like she's saying she's saying, "Oh, this is so good and juicy. I love it. Oh God, it's meat!" To elaborate on that, um Chelsea,
0: the character, uh is like a hardcore vegetarian, not vegan, vegetarian, so I guess she's cool with dairy and eggs, but God forbid, God forbid she eats the corpse.
1: <laughs> Remember, kids, all vegetarians are liars. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, Chelsea's a vegetarian, so she was supposed to get the veggie burger. Raven gets the regular burger. Chelsea eats the regular burger by mistake and starts having a freak Uh Victor could actually go to prison for food tampering for that, but nobody decided <laughs> to press charges, I
1: guess. He couldn't be bothered to just check the meal at least once before he takes it out.
0: And the thing is, veggie burgers and regular burgers don't look the same. Veggie burgers have, like, little bits and things all over it whereas burger burgers just look like burger burgers
1: (laughs) yeah and mind you this is before like the concept of the impossible burger where you can actually make a veggie burger taste like an actual burger
0: yeah this is like at least 15 years like like a full decade and a half before the impossible was even like a thing
2: yeah, it's. I do like, though, that while they do show her being repulsed by eating meat, she's at least not forceful about her vegetarianism. She's not shaming anybody for not going vegetarian. Unlike that episode of Danny Phantom where Sam forces everybody to go vegetarian. <laughs> oh, Sam, you were almost a perfect goth girl.
1: Cough, cough, Onision, cough, cough. <laughs>
2: that's, that's, uh, um, he's going to... Ah, Butch Hartman doesn't know how to write teen girls. Anyway. <laughs> or anything. <laughs> Although I did get a genuine laugh out of, I almost ate something healthy! <laughs> Raven was freaking out because she
0: ate something healthy. Which is 100% me.
2: And so then after that little bit of mishaps, it cuts to Halloween night, where, like, Victor's getting in this mad scientist costume, and then Corey comes down in this giant fucking bodysuit which how did he get that
1: <laughs> Cory's
2: like dressed
0: as like a sideshow strongman
1: <laughs> Yeah and he does the He's- he does the Arnold accent for some reason too which is weird <laughs>
0: I guess it's accurate in that Arnold was was a bodybuilder, but Corey's kind of dressed more like a circus
2: freak show strongman than like a bodybuilder strongman, so... He looks like how Derek's bodysuit looked in Barney Live in New York, where they do that really <laughs> stupid weight gag with him, and like then Baby Bob throws the fucking weight up in the air <laughs> to get her blanket back.
1: <laughs> I am withholding my Baby Bob discourse until... Future notice.
0: We now interrupt this program for technical difficulties. We're having some Baby Bop discourse uh, (laughs) over the airwaves. We will get back to you once that is finished. (laughs) And we are back.
2: Quiet, you. (laughs) 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 But anyway, um, so... (laughs) So then Victor's getting all ready to take Corey trick-or-treating, and then he's like, "Uh, Dad, we need to start having the talk. And then Victor starts freaking out, and he's like, Tanya! And it's like, wait, no, no, not that talk. (laughs) You know, for a Disney
0: Channel original TV show, this has a lot of sex jokes in it. Not just this episode, but just the show in general. Oh, God.
2: (laughs) Everybody in this show was fucking horny. Changed my mind.
1: (laughs) So it's basically step-by-step as well. <laughs> and there's We're another friends. there's another joke I pointed out too because one of Corey's friends shows up, uh, spoilers for a later joke. But he shows up dressed as a remote, and he's making the whole neighborhood go haywire, and everybody's just like complaining about it. And then there's a payoff with the joke later, where him and the friend go trick or treat, and then and the friend goes with him. And Corey says to the friend, "Uh, just don't touch yourself."
0: Come on, William. Really? Just don't touch yourself. Oh, no. Which I... All right.
1: I did a metaphorical spit take when I first heard that line.
2: Uh That was my favorite line in the Bible. <laughs> Do we need to call CPS on this show? Do we need to Was that R. Kelly joke predicting something? <laughs> FBI, open up!
1: Disney Channel, who hurt you? <laughs> uh,
2: but anyway, you know, I... I the side plot honestly was kind of pointless. Like it didn't really wrap up that it like wrapped up way too easily, and it kind of didn't really go anywhere. And I'm still so confused how it ties into the plot twist, which we'll go into later. But anyway, so like Victor is pretty disappointed that Corey decides that he wants to go trick or treating by himself. Well, with his friend, <laughs> and so then suddenly Tanya comes out talking like riffraff from Rocky Horror Picture Show and dressed like a Bride of Frankenstein, I guess. (laughs) And so then they're just like, how about we go together? Okay. And then they go trick-or-treating. So it's
0: like- She's like this weird amalgamation of just like old universal horror stereotypes. She's got Bride of Frankenstein hair, a math scientist coat, and like a yes master type accent.
2: Oh, God, she's... And she's got the Peter Lorre accent. Oh, God, yeah. Like, what are you? What are you supposed to be? (laughs) She's gonna show up in Beetlejuice's rocking graveyard. (laughs) That's my (laughs) what's-the-attraction.
1: I I just want to say kudos for not making them, like, one-note, like, oblivious, dumbass parents. Like, they're, like, so supportive of Raven and her secret that she's a psychic. And they are... They're probably one of the funniest things about this show because they have their own personalities, and they, like, contribute so much.
2: It especially helps that their actors are just clearly having the best time playing them. Like, they get a lot of fun lines, (laughs) they get a lot of fun little elements, and, like, they're just a really good comedic duo overall.
1: (laughs) I'm kind of sad that she doesn't show up in, like, the last season going into, uh, Cory in the House.
2: Yeah, apparently she left the show because her grandmother got really sick at the time, so she wanted to leave to help take care of her. Yeah, so. I, I
1: read that too. That kind of bummed me out a bit, like
2: Yeah. I felt kind of bad because I remember that throughout the entire of you know, season four, Cory in the House and even Raven's home, they're mentioning, oh, she's still in England studying, and I'm just like, um, at that point if she's gone for that long, uh, I think it's kind of safe to assume divorce.
0: (laughs) I have to go now. My planet needs me. No, Tanya Baxter died on her way to the home planet.
1: (laughs) It's it's ironic, too, because they do do an episode where Corey and Raven are, like, super afraid that they're going to get a divorce.
2: Oh, yeah, that episode. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, and so then it goes back to Raven and Chelsea trying to figure out more about the party. And then Chelsea's reciting this poem where she's wearing the cow. That's going to be the Chekhov's gun in question.
1: She's doing like this really weird poem where it's like, cow, cow, wherefore art thou, cow? (laughs) You're in my stomach now.
2: Which, which, by the way, wherefore art thou does not mean where are you. It means why are you. Oh my god. Chelsea predicted the line in Infinity War. I'll save you the trouble. Why is Gamora?
0: Kitty, I'm so sorry for this, but when you brought up the why is Gamora, now all I can imagine is Thanos, with a little button with a picture of Gamora crossed out on it, reciting <laughs> a stupid poem about how he regrets throwing her off a cliff. <laughs> That's how they create the (laughs) infinity stones. (laughs) Instead of, like, that scene where he's in, like, the little soul stone pool puddle thing, he's just got the
2: button on and he's just reciting a poem.
1: Important question. Uh, Who in the Ravenverse survived the snap?
2: I believe that Raven survived. Uh, Chelsea probably didn't. Eddie probably didn't. Corey probably didn't. Victor did.
1: (laughs) Thank God. Thank That's all that God. matters yes. is that Victor survived the snap.
2: Well, Raven
0: predicted it.
1: <laughs> yeah, where was that episode? <laughs> I mean, Raven's Home is still going, it's still yeah. getting good ratings and shit, but like, <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a good way to cross promote things.
2: Oh my God, Raven predicts the snap. <laughs> Chelsea, you're not going to believe this shit. <laughs> Raven's like, I see a million futures, only one where we win. <laughs> So so Raven Baxter was Dr. Strange before Dr. Strange. (laughs) We are having way too much fun with coming up with AUs for this show.
1: Okay, so in my mind, this would be a two-parter. Right when shit's about to go down, Raven says, Oh, snap. And then it cuts to credits (laughs) to be continued.
0: Chels, I looked into the future. I saw one million alternative futures. And in which one do we not turn into cows? Only one.
2: (laughs) Kevin Feige, if you're listening to this podcast, please consider this idea. Kevin Feige, HMU.
1: Oh, God, I love you guys.
2: So
0: Chelsea is reciting her little I'm sorry I ate you to poem to the dead cow that was already killed. So I don't know why that even matters. It's, it's, it was going to get eaten by somebody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> She's basically doing the same bit as Rick from The Young Ones where it's like the people's poet. Oh, Cliff! Sometimes it must be difficult not to feel as if you really are a cliff when fascists keep trying to push you over it. Are they the nimmings? Or are you Cliff? Or are you Cliff?
0: (laughs) So Raven tells her, Hey, I got this uh, spell book, because, you know, the psychicness is apparently genetic.
1: Oh yeah, that's right, because uh, she has a grandmother in an earlier episode who's a psychic as well. And then her kids (laughs) inherit it in in the shell. Or at least one of the kids.
2: Which begs the question. It's like, so wait. So then in the spin-off, her ki- her son ends up getting psychic powers. But then how didn't her her parents get powers? Yeah, that's a then? good point. I mean, Why
1: doesn't Tanya have psychic powers?
0: I, I bet Tanya has psychic powers, but like they're just so minute.
2: Maybe she has like Leia powers where she prefers to use them sparingly or something. I don't know. <laughs> Tanya
0: Baxter is gonna float through space. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We're going to piss off all the That's So Raven fanboys. (laughs) (laughs) The
0: Rise of Baxter was fucking stupid. (laughs) There was no reason Alana should have gotten a redemption arc. (laughs) So because Alana finally rose up and killed Loka, helped Raven kill Loka, now she just gets a redemption arc before dying. And what was up with Tanya flying through space? (laughs) I give The Rise of Baxter 0 out of 10 stars.
1: yet so raven is ruined forever raven's
2: a mary sue (laughs) (laughs) raven
0: (laughs) anyway so yeah uh raven has a bunch of tarot cards and then all a bunch of cool psychic shit tarot cards are awesome by the way anyway
1: so basically raven dabbles in witchcraft on the side because why not
0: Sure, why not? <laughs> How come everyone's protesting the Owl House, but no one ever protested that So Raven? <laughs>
2: it's because that show was straight. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: boy. So, yeah. one of the things that Raven's grandma gave her, I guess, was a spell book for potions and shit, because we are in World of Warcraft now. <laughs> so the potion they want to do is a wishing one. You know, you put all the shit in the cauldron and your wish comes true.
2: Yeah, it's like they do this weird spell where they're like, we want to become the most popular girls at the party. We want to win the costume contest. Then they receive a call from Alana and she's just suddenly in a trance. And then Muffy's like, no, no, you're not invited, which... Wouldn't that just, wouldn't that be kind of a vote that cancels it out? I mean, I guess it's a tie, but it's like, no, she says you can come. No, I say you can't, but, but whatever.
0: Why do these girls let Alana have so much power over them? Especially Loka. Loka can literally murder anybody with her bare hands. Why does she
2: let Alana have so much power over her? Literally, she's going to be the Hux of the group.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They do away with her later in the show. They replace her with someone else, I think. And they say, oh, she, oh, Lana just went to military school. Oh,
2: God. (laughs) So
0: Lana invites them while she's basically on magic quaaludes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I used to play bass for magic quaaludes.
0: (laughs) Funny enough, Magic Quaaludes is actually the name of my Jefferson Starship trivia band. Yay! All right. <laughs> so Alana's all the Magic Quaaludes invites Raven and Chelsea. They wish to have the best costumes at the party. They get up and leave. And we get a shot of Chelsea's anti-cow
2: pen bubbling up in the cauldron.
1: <laughs> Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs.
2: <laughs> Shit's about to go down. You know, while they were in the kitchen, I randomly thought of that BoJack line where Diane's like, I never understood why the horse in a roundhouse has two sets of stairs, one in the living room, one in the kitchen. I was like, yeah, a lot of sitcom houses have two sets of stairs for whatever fucking reason.
0: You never know when you're gonna need a dramatic shot of the main character running upstairs after having a problem.
2: Yeah, it's, I guess it's a, I mean, maybe it's some San Francisco architecture or something like that, because a lot of uh, houses in San Francisco are built in, like, so many ways you wouldn't really expect to work as a house, but, but, whatever.
1: Did I mention the fact that Candace Cameron shows up on an episode of of That's a Raven?
2: Oh, gross. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and she's like a fucking substitute teacher or some shit. Yeah, something like that on the bright side, at least it's not Kirk Cameron.
0: (laughs) We do not care for the Camerons here. But also, question for any of our listeners living in San Francisco. Do you have two sets of stairs? Please (laughs) let us know, because now I'm genuinely curious.
2: You know, I love San Francisco dearly. It's one of my favorite cities to visit, but... uh, Honestly, it's one of the hardest cities to live in permanently, although maybe my boyfriend who grew up in San Francisco has more information on what that would be like, so maybe you can ask him. Oh, I should ask him. Yeah, I'll ask him about the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) Tony, did you have two sets of stairs in your house? Be honest. (laughs) But anyway.
0: So, yeah. Um... Cut to uh, Raven's room, and they're getting ready for the contest. Raven is setting up a Queen of Hearts costume, but it's literally just a pajama top. Yeah, you're really going to win the contest costume with a pajama
1: top. Raven for the Adventures in Wonderland reboot. Yes!
0: <laughs> yes!
1: <laughs> no, but seriously, she would rock that role.
2: Oh 100%. my god, yes. Yes, she would be amazing as the Queen of Hearts.
1: But knowing, <laughs> knowing Disney Channel's sense of IP. They would probably make it more like the Tim Burton movies. No. <laughs> yeah.
2: oh. Also, when Chelsea was like, queen of the flannel, I was like, <laughs> I will not make a joke about her being gay. I will not make a joke about her being gay. I will not make a joke about her being gay. <laughs> <laughs> Hindsight! Yay!
1: We so desperately want them to be together. It's not even funny. Yes. <laughs> Let's. We we should talk about their relationship a little bit. Uh, both actresses really play well off of each other. Like they have they do. really fun chemistry.
2: Annalise really plays the role of Chelsea well. She plays it kind of dumb, but it never gets to the point where it's annoying. She actually knows how to play it really well and actually gets some pretty damn funny lines. <laughs>
1: She really gets flanderized in the uh, later seasons, but it works to a point.
0: At least they flanderized her with decent writing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly, she's like one of the funniest characters on the show, <sighs> and they they kind of tone her down a bit in Raven's home, where you know because she has a son now, so yes. she's a little ditzy, but not as much.
2: And her son kind of shares a little bit of her traits, but he also seems to know how how to hold his all. It never gets like either one extreme or the other like DJ's kids in Fuller House, so. <sighs>
0: <laughs> we are the old show. Remember oh. the old show. Nostalgia. Nostalgia. <laughs> Nostalgia. Nostalgia. We're
1: just going to hit you over the head with it over and over and over and over and over. Over. We're
0: capitalizing on the fact that you're a depressed adult who wants their childhood back. Give us money! <laughs>
2: anyway, um, so then it begins the whole premise of the episode where Raven removes her towel and then Chelsea's like, wow, Raven, those cow ears look really real. And it's like, cow ears? And then she walks over to the mirror, cue screen, and- Raven
0: has cow ears.
2: <laughs> so begins- You know, I'll give them this much. The special effects for the ears actually look pretty good. Honestly,
0: throughout this whole episode, the special effects, makeup, and everything, as far as, you know, a cartoonish cow-type deal thing, actually looks really good. Like, it's never uncanny or creepy or anything. It's actually kind of funny looking. Really? Like, it... I kind of... I I thought it was not all that creepy. Like, a, a little bit, maybe, but... As far as the uncanny valley or anything like that goes, I didn't really feel creeped out.
1: You know what? I'll I'll take this over the Baby Bop discourse, so. (laughs) We're going to disagree on this because personally, I thought the makeup was absolutely terrifying. (laughs)
2: of a weird mixture of like that disney channel terrifying makeup and halloween terrifying makeup yeah (laughs) oh my god david cronenberg secretly directed this episode changed my mind
0: (laughs) i might just be a furry but it was kind of cute
2: you first have seth brundle fly and now you're gonna have raven baxter cow
0: (laughs) (laughs) so this episode was basically just a kid-friendly version of the fly
2: <laughs> no cameos by Jeff Goldblum, but anyway. not <laughs> ah, damn it. Probably for the best. Yeah. But anyway, uh so then it goes. so then Chelsea realizes she's also turning, and then huge shenanigans, and then it's like, Oh, they're so real and then she's tugging on it, and it's like, ow, oh, ow, oh, ow, oh, wow, ow. Oh, oh. It's like that did not hurt that much. Yeah, and they and they
1: start growing tails too, and this is a weird detail I've noticed, but like the robes that they're wearing already have holes in them for the yeah. tails. Like were, the, were those are like already there? Like
0: Maybe that tail just grew really fucking powerfully.
2: <laughs> but I guess they didn't want to do like an under the robe shot because that would be fucking creepy.
0: <laughs> like you know those guns where it's like you shoot it and then like a little stick comes out with a bang flag on it.
2: Oh. God. That's probably yeah. what those tails
0: came out like.
2: Probably. <laughs> you know what? I prefer that over the pedophile version, so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and so then they run downstairs, and then they cut to Eddie using the spellbook, and, okay, this was either accidentally on purpose or something they totally intended but probably couldn't be too upfront about. Eddie looks like fucking Yen Sid.
1: <laughs> he totally does. Yeah, like, like he...
2: That is straight up Yen Sid. <laughs> they should have cast him in the live action sorcerer's apprentice instead of Nicolas Cage.
1: <laughs> the beard is like a hundred percent similar to what uh Yensid looked like.
2: If you like Squint, the robe looks exactly like his, the even the hat to a degree. It's like it's not an exact replica, but it looks so similar that it looks kinda like a Dollar Tree version of the of the Mickey hat, so
1: If it was Disney just being stealthy, then kudos, you know?
2: You know what? Yeah. It's like, we can't go too far with the copyright, despite the fact that we own tons of characters that these characters could dress as, so we'll just, we'll just make you pretend that these are the characters, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I uh, also want to just point out that Eddie was just straight up slurping down that potion, like a Panera
1: Bread Soup Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> That's another point, too. Uh, so if Eddie's drinking the potion, why isn't he turning into a cow? Yeah, it's like yeah. <laughs> plot convenience aside. Like he's straight up slurping that shit. Like, yeah. shouldn't that like, and the button's still in there. So shouldn't that like turn him into a cow like by default?
0: <laughs> Maybe he just wasn't cowy enough. I don't know.
2: <laughs> Maybe because he didn't make the wish. I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> it's, it's we're questioning the logic of a show with psychic abilities. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> We're questioning a Disney Channel sitcom. That's uh, that's kind of the first.
2: And then um, Raven starts mooing really loudly. And I'm going to be honest, that, that cow sound dubbing was not very good. <laughs>
1: Thank you. That was that was one of the biggest problems I had with the episode is that the, the mooing is so terrible. It just sounds like a 30-year-old something deep-voiced dude doing it. It doesn't sound remotely <laughs> like a cow. Like, it would have pissed me off less if they just used like a stock Cow sound effect. Oh, oh, wait,
0: wait, 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 wait! This uh, book would go great with my sorceress costume. Oh, uh, okay, well, take it. It's yours. Just move. Ooh. <laughs> Did you just move.
2: Smell on me, move. <laughs> no. <Ooh. laughs> Yeah, it felt like they didn't have time to just freaking Google a cow sound, so they were just like, fuck it, you get in the studio, you boo, then we're good.
0: (laughs) Wouldn't it have actually been less work to just have the actresses do the mooing? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Literally, you could just have the actresses ADR it, turn the pitch down by like 12 semitones, and you're there. Yeah. (laughs) Like... Disney Channel's just putting way too much effort into this.
2: It just hit me that this reminded me a bunch of the episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? where it stars, like, the Maori twins and, like, they discover this lizard that they're claiming is a chameleon but the entire episode, it's such, obviously, an iguana. But anyway, (laughs) so then... (laughs) I won't go into too much detail because Pushing Up Roses did a great video on it but the episode... There was so much about that that was basically this episode if it didn't have, like a really goddamn dark ending. In fact, a lot of this was kind of set up like an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode, but like, the side plot gets mixed in too, so it kind of makes it confusing, so.
0: When you mention the lizards, the getting a iguana confused with a chameleon, that just makes me think about Holes, how a main plot point was these deadly, dangerous, poisonous lizards that were literally just pet store bearded dragons with little circles painted on them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> eh, that's Disney for you. Biggest company in the world can't afford the right lizard.
0: <laughs> Disney, all lizards are bad.
2: Yeah and so then it cuts back to the cory and william plot where they because william basically destroyed the entire town they were only able to get a pack of breath mints which by the way if you're having kids show up at your house to trick-or-treat i feel like you should at least try to oversell on what candy you're giving them and like (laughs) but i mean i'm not saying like oh my god you have to be giving like rotisserie chickens away or whatever.
0: (laughs) It's like that one Family Guy joke where it's like Adam West as the mayor going, a Cornish game hen for you, a Cornish game hen for you.
2: (laughs) By the way, take a shot every time we mention Family Guy on this show. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, remember the time we brought up Family Guy?
1: (laughs) And of course, not to spoil another episode that we're going to be doing, but There seems to be a theme of just trick-or-treating gone wrong and what we're covering. (laughs)
2: In fact, I forgot to mention this in the intro, I was noticing that Halloween's movies and TV episodes seem to be the bread and butter of Disney Channel. Like a bunch of their decoms originally were Halloween ones, like Under Wraps, Don't Look Under the Bed, Halloween Town movies, The Phantom of the Megaplex. Yeah, it seemed like for a while they really rode on the Halloween train. And so I guess it makes sense why their Halloween episodes of their sitcoms actually seem to stick out so much.
1: It's amazing how many people are- nostalgic for the whole Disney Channel hyping up Halloween thing. Because it's totally it's totally fair because we loved that shit as kids and rightfully so, because it got us so pumped up for Halloween.
2: It is noteworthy that they seem to really like that trope that started in, like, the episode of Twilight Zone, The Mass*, where people just start turning into their costume because they have that in this, they have that in Halloween Town 2, and then it becomes, like, a big thing in other shows like The Simpsons, and there was an episode of Jimmy Neutron. There was also an Halloween episode of... Halloween 3. Oh, yes, Halloween 3.
1: Which I just want to use my platform right now to say... Halloween 3 is severely underrated.
2: Yes, I love Halloween 3. Stop talking shit about it, guys. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, and then there was like an episode of Community where Abed is so convinced that he's under a spell that's turning him into Batman, despite (laughs) what everybody's telling him. So that he's just reenacting like the Dark Knight and saying, no, I'll just ruin the party if I stay. (laughs) But anyway... So yeah, I guess in a way this is kind of that, but it's mixed with like, oh yeah, we have the ability to do magic in this show, so... (laughs) Which is kind of funny, I guess it's kind of redundant that a Supernatural sitcom would have a Halloween episode, but I digress. (laughs)
0: So they decide, you know, they're going to go to Alana's party because, like, uh, we're transforming into cows, so we'll be fine there because it's a Halloween party. <laughs> so they go to the party and you get to see the full face prosthetics with the cow nose and the stripe and
2: everything. Which, okay, that was where the makeup <laughs> was starting to be like, Gah! why? Yeah, it was why? starting to get
1: really, like, this whole scene specifically is where it gets really uncanny valley-ish and it doesn't <laughs> help that in the background there's like this really terrifying wizard uh decoration thing and it looks like it's gonna eat your soul
2: oh god cause kitty you sent this thing. to me
1: I didn't notice this at first
2: God, I was like, did they fucking just kill that wizard, then stretch him out and, like, hang his skin all around? Because (laughs) what the fuck was that?
0: (laughs) Uh, By the way, uh, I know I said that, you know, I found it kind of, you know, fine, but I can see why you guys would be scared of it, because it actually does remind me of back in the heydays of the brony community.
2: Oh, God.
0: There was this viral image going around of this terrifying rarity cosplay that had the same style prosthetic makeup. So I get where you guys are coming from, even if I disagree.
2: <laughs> uh, so then it cuts to like a bunch of cow shenanigans with them. <laughs> like, fuck it. Cow- I used to play bass for cow shenanigans. <laughs> First you had
0: crab experiments. Now we have cow shenanigans.
2: That's my Ali and AJ cover band. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so one thing I want to point out is there's some CGI in this scene and... One thing that I really noticed with Disney Channel shows is that there, there's always going to be shit CGI.
2: Oh, yeah. Like, the fucking... The effects are... I guess they do their job, but you can tell there's, like, some scenes where they just don't know what the fuck they're doing with the makeup. for, so. no, for
1: example, there's, like, this really, really actually terrifying scene where Chelsea's, like, drinking from the punch bowl and she has, like, her whole head in it and, like, she takes oh. it out and then she... And there's just, like, this really grotesque tongue that comes out and just licks her face okay yeah it's disgusting i hate
2: it (laughs) thanks i hate it
1: (laughs) all right i just gotta stay up all night i gotta make sure this this tongue effect is perfect or else Disney's gonna fire my ass.
2: Gene Simmons, there, that's my joke. And then it cuts to, like, the costume contest, which, honestly, none of these costumes would have won, let's be fair, but especially not Alana's. Like, she has this mess of a witch's costume that's, like, this big wig that I don't know what the fuck it is, and then, like, this outfit.
1: Alana was literally
0: only going to win because she is just straight up a domestic terrorist (laughs) in this school.
1: (laughs) There's also this DJ dressed up as a clown that I couldn't take my eyes off of for some reason.
2: Yeah, like, what was his outfit? It was like he had this weird one of those hats that has, like, the little fan on top of it, and then he has the clown nose, and he's just. Is he supposed to be, like, a kid clown DJ? What the fuck?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm an abomination!
2: but anyway and then once it's announced that raven and chelsea are suddenly the first place winners it cuts them back in full cow transformation it's
0: just two like real cows they lugged into the studio and tied into place
2: how did nobody see that like the, the other stuff like the makeup and the hooves and <laughs> such i guess you could say were like a costume but like when you've Fucking turn into a real cow. Uh,
1: There's also a really weird bit where Chelsea's eating a guy's hat. For some reason, because <laughs> it's like made out of straw.
2: Sure, why not? And then fucking Raven starts chewing. And then, then Chelsea's like, wait, where'd you get that gum? And it's like, it's not gum. It's That's God. good. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> yeah, I had, I had to Google that. I'm not going to lie. This uh, episode
0: is here to remind you that as cute as cows can
2: be, cows are very gross animals. I'm just so glad they didn't do anything involving udders because nope. 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 <laughs> no, 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 no,
1: no, no, no,
2: no,
0: no. <laughs> I just want to say, Hava Laugh Productions, thank you for putting zero milk jokes in there. Uh, they have like a joke where like, we might
2: as well milk it for what it's worth, but that's it.
0: <laughs> that's it. That's all you needed. You didn't have to go further than that. Good job, guys. (laughs) You could have gone further, but you didn't. And I'm really proud of you for that.
1: And one more thing with the live cow joke is that the cows have, like, superimposed mouths on them. (laughs) (laughs) It looks terrible. It just looks like shit. Like, baby geniuses quality.
2: The fucking CGI was just... It reminded me of, like, those really terrifying TikTok effects where, like, you can make, like, two eyes and then a mouth on something. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I just feel just just I just feel so bad for the intern that had to be pulling an all-nighter just to make sure those effects were perfect. And they're just getting paid, like, minimum wage.
2: Aw, yeah.
0: It's so easy to get a cow to open their mouth, too. You could just, like, tickle them with, like, a piece of string or, like, give them something to chew on. You didn't have to put a CGI budget in there. <laughs> just, just do what they did with uh, Mr. Ed.
1: And then comes the plot twist, which... Brace yourselves, everyone. It was all just a dream.
2: It was all Yay! one of Raven's visions. I guess you could kind of get that because you notice that Raven doesn't seem to have any visions in the episodes. So you're like, say, is she going to have a vision anytime soon? And then it's the plot twist. I'm like, okay, I guess that was kind of clever. <laughs>
1: I should have been pissed off about that plot twist, but for some reason, I wasn't.
2: Although, why the fuck did she fantasize about the fucking side plot with her parents and Corey? It's like- Yeah, why did she (laughs) have a vision about Corey?
1: And then again, there's like a, a tag at the end of the episode where the parents come back and they're like flirting-
2: I'm so confused. Did this all actually happen? I was actually a little disappointed that when, when Raven swapped the burgers, then this way none of that would happen. I was kind of hoping like Chelsea would take another bite and be like, "Uh, Raven, you didn't actually swap them." (laughs) 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 Like just go full. Are you afraid of the dark with it? It Just fucking just just yeah. Just go like
1: full goosebumps on that shit. Oh, that's another thing too, is that was Raven just like zoned out the whole time for like a good twenty minutes while they were just waiting for their food and just Chelsea's just sitting there awkward like, Ray, why do you go where I can't follow?
0: <laughs> oh kitty, I wanted to elaborate on that twist ending, Raven, you didn't actually switch the burgers. She would have said that and then you hear doo 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 and Rod Serling says some shit. <laughs> <laughs> i guess you could say raven had a bit of a cow in the twilight zone <laughs> speaking of which at the end of the episode guess what chelsea says to raven no clue eat my shorts of course yay <laughs> she says i didn't do it
1: she says "Don't do the chelsea man <laughs>
0: No, she says a, she she says don't have a cow. Of course she says don't have a cow. Why would she yeah. say anything but don't have a cow?
1: That's it. That's <laughs> what the whole episode was pointing towards kids. It wasn't worth it. <laughs> and now comes the time where we ask ourselves do we erase the tapes, or do we keep them for nostalgic purposes?
2: Erase! Erase this episode! Erase! <laughs> In all seriousness, the entire show is actually a pretty big keep the tapes for nostalgic purposes, but I'm kind of torn on, on what to give this episode particularly, because I'm like, I guess it's not the worst Halloween episode to remember, but at the same time, I'm like, cursed!
1: Cursed! Like, it's not a a bad episode by any means. It's just... The imagery is just so unpleasant at times. But, like, again, the jokes are so great in this show. And a lot of it, like I said, holds up really well. So, it's kind of... I'm trying not to be indifferent, but for for this specific episode, I'd say erase the tapes. But, you know, since it's on Disney+, Plus, we're stuck with it forever, so...
0: If anything... This show came out in the DVD era. Good luck erasing anything, you're stuck with it forever. As far as everything goes, um, uh, I vote go back in time, erase this episode from all the cameras at Have Laugh Productions, and now millennials can grow up having normal fetishes.
1: By the way, pay your special <laughs> effects artists better. Just give them better work.
2: Please. For a dollar today, you can help a suffering special <laughs> effects artist. We're not saying give us money for the record.
1: <laughs> All right. So that concludes the first episode of our Halloween spooktacular oh, that I just, I just made that up, but whatever. So, Woo. but yeah, we do have some fun stuff coming up. Uh, I do want to get to plugs real quick. Um, we're now on Apple and Google podcasts, so you can check us out there. Um, and as Kitty mentioned, we do have a Facebook Woo. group, the channel KRT podcast fan group, uh, just shoot us an invite and we'll let you guys in. And we're also on Instagram at channelKRTPodcast, all one word. And anything else you guys want to plug?
2: You can find me over on Twitter at Mission Breakout. Uh, there will be a, another couple of episodes of Escape from Vault Disney I'll be on in the upcoming weeks, including a very secret pr- project we that's coming up. Uh, stay tuned for that.
0: Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Cosmic Rewind. That's Rewind with a three. You can also follow me at No Context Harley Quinn and No Context TGIF. And I too will be on Escape from Vault Disney uh, in the coming month.
1: All right. <laughs> wink, wink. All right. So, with that all in mind, Channel KRT, cut to static.
2: And don't have a cow. <laughs>